Live, bitches. But we're waiting for my beep. So give it to me, Facebook, or whoever does the beeping. Eh. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. It's been a while. Yeah, well, officially, yeah. <laughs> Well, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Empire 161, your favorite show about the New York Yankees, all things baseball. I am Mr. Timchala Tabala. Respect. Uh, With me is my co-host, of course, Mr. Ed Camus. Ed, what is going on, my friend? What's going on, man? Big, big, uh, Big deal in the house tonight, besides just Yankees baseball now. Oh yeah, very very happy, very happy, especially for you. You got a you just got a cheese fan in your house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were well, we were talking about it before we went on the air, but uh, yeah, I was trying to put in my barbecue water for John Brown Smokehouse, and they they're usually really reliable. I don't want to sound like I'm just banging on them about this, but like they were just goofing up today. So whatever, we'll we'll try for week two. Yeah, well, I said it's been a while since our last show because of due to lack of games played during the uh, Mets. COVID incident, and then we last week we did the crossover show with the guys and put it in the books, which was fun. Yeah, they didn't get they didn't gang up on us too badly, even though it was like four of them against us us, us two, which was nice. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun on that show. I hope we can do that again before the end of the year. But the way things are shaping up, <coughs> we don't know how much our paths are going to cross again. Especially since the last time we were on, we were in first place. Now the best team in New York. Is the Buffalo Blue Jays? So put a gun. So, so put a gun to my head and try to explain that one. Uh, Ed, like I said, the last two weeks have been rough, man. Give, give me a quick, give me your quick opinion on what the hell's going on. I mean, I don't want to bury the lead with this, but um, I mean they're they're playing bad baseball. I mean they have been. The injuries have been. The, the injuries have been a a big thing on it. But even with the injuries, though, with the personnel that they're running out there every night. You know, since they got DJ back and now they got Glaber back, they should be much better than what they've been. Um, it's I keep saying it, it's Murphy's law with this team. Like over the last, you know, it's a couple of weeks, last twenty, you know, before last night, the last twenty games they were five and fifteen. One night it's the pitching, then it's the bull, you know, it's the starting pitching. They're not giving enough, then the bullpen's blowing the lead, then the offense, you know, they're not putting up enough runs. Another game, it's like you you pick and choose your poison every single night. We'll we'll get more into it. Later, but it's it's just been it's been bad baseball just overall, and hopefully, you know, with the teams they got coming up, which you know the Orioles and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, they're teams that even this roster should be beating. So, um, yeah, if the Orioles win, they're going to leapfrog us, and that's the sincerely depressing. Exactly, if they, you know, if they win this series, so yeah, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on either. It's been been a rough two weeks for us. Uh, but before we even get into that, let's talk. Uh, what are we gonna do? Our twib notes. Let's get into our twib notes. Where is my twib banner? There you go. And of course, you gotta have the music. You gotta have the music. I miss the music more than anything. I think Jerry was playing us on our drive to softball on Sunday morning out of nowhere. It was pretty random. Cause he knows. He knows it's from the show. He knows. <laughs> we, we we brought it back. I think we did. We'll have to rename the show this week in baseball eventually. This week in 
Baseball. I love it. Love Mel Allen's voice. All right. What do we got? What are we talking about here other than the usual COVID-19? Uh, so I, I don't really have any COVID stuff, to be honest with you. This is like the first which, show I think we've done with no which, COVID. Which is good. Which is great. Uh, it's actually baseball-related. Uh, just in case anyone actually missed it last night, the Atlanta Braves scored 29 runs versus the Marlins last night. There, crazy. I think it was, yeah, it was like 29 to eight beatdown. It's the most by the franchise since 1883, and most by an NL team since 1897. Uh, it was yeah, it was pretty historic, and I know it was the second most all time. I think the most all time was 30 runs scored from what I've seen in a you know regulation nine inning game. But that was that was pretty bonkers, man. That is. Uh, there, you know, were there a lot of home runs, or was this manufacturing doubles? Everything, everything, home runs, doubles, triples, you name it. They just beat the crap out of the Marlins last night. And the Marlins have been pretty good. I know, like, for most of the season, we, in the beginning, they were a punchline, and then it was like, wait a second, they might actually make the playoffs in this crazy season. So it's not like they fell off the planet, but it, it just happens. It's, I mean, listen, that's baseball, Susan, right? Like, that's that's pretty much how that goes. Uh, so they just beat the crap out of them. And then the only other uh, – That's that? true. <laughs> Hollywood yeah. Day bragged, bragged about it as the Marlins, and they get spanked by 29. They, by 20, if they don't make by, the playoffs. By, by 20 runs. Yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, then that's uh, that's going to be on Hollywood Day over there. Um, Baseball, let me tell you, when you score nine runs and lose by 20, that's a bad day, man. That's, that's pretty that bad. That's a bad day. Yes, and as bad as the Yanks have been lately – they haven't even come close to doing anything like this, so at least we can take that and Thank say goodness. thankfully. Uh, they, yeah, we'll get into their stuff later. But um, yeah, so on Sunday afternoon, uh, you know, one of my least favorite umpires, Joe West, who likes to just bitch and moan about how long Yankees Red Sox games are. I'm sorry, they're strategic, Joe. So get over it. Uh, he ejected Nationals GM Joe Rizzo from the ballpark for supposedly not wearing a mask up in the suite. That's what he said. The reasoning was. Rizzo was not wearing a mask, but he was actually arguing balls and strikes in the seventh inning against the Braves. So he being that, you know, with his actual silence in the ballpark, you could actually hear anyone who's screaming. And he was screaming that loud and getting into it, uh, you know, from, from the suite. And then he goes ahead and stops the game and ejects him for that. Uh, and how, do you, how do you eject a GM or a manager yeah. sitting in a suite? You can eject anyone, apparently. I mean, technically, I guess it's part of the organization. This is this is 2020 shit that we'll never see ever again. Understand yeah. this. Like, cherish this now, because this is never, ever going to happen again. <laughs> you know? That's ridiculous. But it's it's. I thought it was hilarious, because originally when I saw it, I thought it was literally because it was just a mask. And I would have been fine with that. I would have been like, that's awesome. You're ejecting him for not wearing a mask. But then I know John Boy uh, Media, they posted something – they posted a video breaking it down with the hot mics that caught all this. And you can see he's just arguing balls and strikes and he's riding Joe West and going and going and going and then got tossed out. Uh, listen, 2020, I think it was awesome. It was 2020 madness, but I'll take it. it. It was it was pretty awesome. But, man, he was really getting into him too, man. He was really laying it on <laughs> Joe West. Man. And Joe West deserves it because I think he's a douche anyway. So, whatever. I mean, but from the, from the, from the suite – from way downtown, bang! I, I understand if he's sitting in the stands and like really getting into it, but up in the suite, I mean, come on, oh, like Steve Strasburg a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's a deal, but he's a player. 
He's not a GM. No, I know, but from the stands. From the stands. Imagine, imagine trying to throw out an owner. The owner would be like, dude, what are you, crazy? You ain't throwing me out of here. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. I'd love it. I'd love um, – imagine, imagine like Hal getting into it from the from the suite, going ahead and just like laying into them and then just, just get sauced. Maybe you can start rambling about like savages in the box and everything. How you going to know – how are you going to know they left the suite? You're not going to know. They can just duck down in the suite. They, you know, they can go sit in the bathroom in their, in their giant suite. They ain't going to know anything about that. It's ridiculous. But like you said, 2020, man. <laughs> I can't wait till it's over. It'll, it'll never happen again. So this this is these are once-in-a-lifetime things that we're seeing here. In, sports in Illustrated sports. Should, should come out with a with a 2020 book. Like they come out with those books every year of, of different yeah. things. It's just be, be, the ridiculousness of 2020 sports. That's exactly what it should be. Yeah. Hey, except I mean, hockey and basketball are doing their thing, though, man. They they did it right. Bubbles is the bubble works. Bubbles the way to go, man. It it absolutely so. is. And they but they even had some insanity. Um, damn it, who the heck was it? There was one. There was a player who who um he uh he might have to be suspended or something like that, or might have like a ten day quarantine for um he had like a relationship with a uh, with a what was it one of the t- COVID testers or something like that. There was something, sorry. I didn't really get into it too much. I, I want to look it up, though. I know it came out this morning. See, these, I, these, these guys, these millionaires <laughs> will find a way to get laid. <laughs> they, they can't get out the bubble. They're going to find someone in the bubble. I say, hey, whatever, man. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. So You got to do what you got to do when you're locked in a bubble. Let's just hope that it doesn't is that no one tests positive. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, that, 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 that of course it changes everything. But I'm just saying, hey, you gotta get some, you gotta get some. You're in the bubble. Who's there? It's the only COVID way to pop the bubble. Exactly. COVID <laughs> tested doctors are there. She's hot, good enough. That's all I need. <laughs> so so yeah, that's pretty much that for, for, for Twib notes. Uh and then we just got one quick Yankees note, honestly. There really wasn't much in regards to actual notes. Uh, it came out early today. Um as effective on uh, September 7th, Yanks signed uh, left-handed pitcher Ryan uh, Butchter to a minor league contract and added him to the 60-man roster. Uh, and they assigned him immediately to the alternate site. Uh, the 30-year-old uh, pitcher has a career, journeyman has a career 17 and four record though with a 2.90 ERA and a 1.17 uh, WHIP over 267 games over six seasons. He's been previously with the Braves, Padres, Royals, A's, and Angels, now with the Yankees. So, see if we ever even see him this season. You never know. But <laughs> Eric Zant, my co-host from Just Too Sweet Show, I want you to see something, Eric. This is what I've been putting up everywhere, and I was going to put it up here too. I put it up, yeah, yeah. I put it up yesterday because he's been missing in action for, 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 for weeks now. Weeks. Really? I mean, I put this up yesterday, and all of a sudden, he, he resurfaces today. So, wow, it's good to see you, Eric. It's, it's good to see you. Good thing that you, yeah, that he's alive. He's around. <laughs> he's a, he's a wanderer. He's he's a he's a loner, a rebel, like Pee Wee Herman. Maybe he ran into so, Rick. <laughs> so I get it. But the Just Too Sweet Show will be back soon. So stay tuned for that. All right, what do we got next? We're going to talk about this miserable two weeks. <laughs> Oh, we will break, get. Th- we break, will get break through that this- down. <laughs> Let's yes. break that down as little as possible. We will get through this weekly recap. I don't want to. I. I. Neither one of us want to relive too much of this, but we'll just try to hit the quick points so we can get through it. We pick. We're picking it up from the night after the last Subway Series game because we're going to keep recapping before that. So I know we were off for a little while. 
So, all right. Up, Rick? Hey, there he is. Maybe he, that's how, that's what it is. Rick ran into, ran into Dave, Eric. What's Dave, what's this, Dave? I don't know. Marlins lost 29-9 yesterday, Dave. <laughs> yeah, Rick Rick might have found Eric in, in, in the great beyond, in the upside down. Yes. Don't put, don't put it past him. Um, all right, so let's pick it up on Friday, uh, September 4th, when the Yankees actually won a game, 6-5 over the Orioles in nine innings. So I really wanted to highlight this game because there was some more 2020 insanity involved in this game. Uh, it was the Yankees at the time. It was the Yankees' 19th straight win over the Orioles and featured Jonathan reliever Jonathan Holder as an automatic runner in the extra innings, which was the ninth inning. So just keep track of this. Automatic runner issued in 2020 in extra innings. This was a first game of a doubleheader, so technically the ninth inning was an extra inning. And because the Yankees had to – because Boone decided to go ahead and have um, Miguel Andujar come off the bench and pinch run for Luke Voigt, who was the designated hitter, once you substitute that guy in, and then Andujar had to go actually in the field and play third base, you actually forfeit your DH at that point and the pitcher bats in that slot going forward. So it came up around, and he was actually the last guy. His batting, his spot in the order was the last one batting out. So Jonathan Holder was actually the runner in the ninth inning in a tie game. Thankfully, he scored. Thankfully, no Ming Wong action and, and okay. scored and looked pretty good doing it. So he was good to go. Um, but the interesting thing, though, is that – and I didn't know this. They, I know Michael K. mentioned this on the air – after the fact, because the Orioles did the same thing in the bottom half of the ninth. They had their relief pitcher in. Was there? That's pretty much all they had left. In with the, along with these rules, you're if the pitcher is the last batted out in the extra innings, you are allowed to go with the previous batted out before him. Which that was never mentioned ever in any of this breakdown before. Obviously, the managers didn't know this either. Because do you think they would have really had Holder run? No, thankfully it scored. It worked out for the Yanks uh, and came away clean. Uh, Chad Green came in for the save in that bottom half of the ninth inning. So Jonathan Holder became the first Yankee reliever to score a run since Mike Stanton back on June 6th of 2000. Mike Stanton, baby. Yes. So that's where that wackiness, and again, you can put this in the notes. <laughs> Exactly. You're right, Rick. You're right, Rick. 100%. I'm just excited that Rick's joining us for this. So this is this should be fun. Rick, um, you want to you want to come on? Let us know. So we'll go ahead and, and skip on to the second half of that doubleheader where the Yanks lost six to three to the O's. Uh, Devery Garcia took his first major league loss. Went four and two thirds, uh, giving up four runs on five hits and six strikeouts. Um, Yanks had the lead going into that, but then Clark Schmidt, who was called up earlier that day. Uh, made his major league debut, came in and got completely smacked around because the Yanks bullpen was taxed at that point from playing, was it four doubleheaders in 10 days? So they had no choice. Unfortunately, the kid got, you know, he's normally a starter, you know, probably wasn't ready for the relieving role, but Boone really didn't have that many choices to go with. So he went with Clark Schmidt, got tattooed around, and then, you know, the loss came eventually. So that rolls us on to Saturday, uh, which the Yanks dropped 6-1 to one to the O's. Uh, Cole took his loss, putting him at four and three for the season. Six six innings, giving up five runs. Only one of the five runs was earned. Uh, ten strikeouts, which is nice, and four hits. Um, yeah, pretty much after a um, Cole imploded after a throwing error by Tyro Estrada in the sixth inning, 
and then just started getting tattooed after that. So not exactly his greatest showing on the season. It takes us to Sunday where the Yanks dropped 5-1 to one to the O's. Tanaka taking the loss, putting him at 1-2 and two for the season. He pitched 5 and a third, giving up six hits, four runs. Two of the four runs were earned and striking out five. The bright spot was Miguel Andujar going three for four with a triple. Um, then things start getting more maddening because it's one thing when you're losing to the Orioles. But then, you you know, you got a big series against the Blue Jays. You can rebound, I guess, after spanking the Orioles 19 straight. You figure they're going to win a game sooner or later. It's statistically going to happen. Um, but Monday's loss was – I thought they hit rock bottom Sunday after losing to the Orioles. But they honestly outdid themselves Monday night where they lost 12-7 to to the Blue Jays. Yanks took a 6-2 lead into the sixth inning before Chad Green and Adam Adovino combined to give up a whopping 10 runs. Uh I have nine of those runs were earned after with a Luke Voigt error mixed in, but nine of 10 runs earned in one inning is pretty ridiculous when you went into the, into the inning winning six to two. Uh, I agree with Tommy a hundred percent. Full disclosure, me and Tommy also do text about the Yankees constantly. So we have a lot of off show stuff to discuss. He's a hundred percent right. Debbie Garcia, definitely the number three starter in a, in the playoff series. Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, no idea why Adovino was left in there. He's throwing a bunch of – he's going to his fastball, which he never really does. He keeps throwing them after one after another. Clearly didn't have a slider that night. Had zero confidence. He's got to get pulled out before it gets to that point. That was completely ridiculous. I kind of think that's where Boone fell asleep a little bit at the wheel. And, you know, all his game plans are so scripted that there's no – it's almost like there's no maneuvering for thinking on the fly. You know, Marity analytics and, and going with that. It's it's tough, and it was it was extremely hard to watch. That was probably the most infuriating one out of this entire stretch. But um, yeah, so kind of kind of ridiculous there. Um, so where are we picking up there? All right, so the Yanks are at that point with tied for the most losses when leading by four plus runs this season at three. They're tied with the Phillies and Astros. That takes us on. So, remember, we got the pitching. The offense pretty much given seven runs. Pitching not holding their part. Rolls us to Tuesday where the Yanks lost 2-1 to one to the Blue Jays. Offense not picking it up. Jay Happ, who's been turning it around. He's been pitching pretty well, honestly. I, I got to give him props. Got the Yanks into the seventh, going six in the third. Only two runs, four hits, and ten strikeouts. I know the Blue Jays strike out a lot, but ten strikeouts for Happ. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and he threw 113 pitches. It was actually nice to see Boone let a guy go past 100 pitchers into the seventh inning at least, started to defer a little bit, started to notice the Yankees were actually running that night. I know Aaron Hicks stole a base and then got thrown out trying to steal another at third. I don't knock him for that because he's trying to make something happen with a team that's not hitting. I was more looking at the silver lining there saying, hey, the Yanks are running. Wade also stole a base in that same game too. So it was nice to see they were actually deferring from the scripted game plan which was very, very nice to see. Um, and the Yanks had chances. Tyron Walker had five walks and only four innings. Yanks was set up for huge innings, all four of the innings he was in there. They went 0 for 3 runners in scoring position, didn't take advantage. And at that point, Yanks' long, uh, Yankees longest single-season streak with less than two hits, right? In 1968, they went um, – it was – no, I'm sorry. I actually kind of screwed up this note. We're going to leave that one alone then because it's not fully complete. <laughs> but you get the point. Yanks not going ahead and have one of their longest streaks ever of 10 hits or less. 
It's 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 pretty bad, man. And they were five and fifteen at that point over the last twenty games. Their worst twenty game stretch since April thirteenth to May fifth of twenty sixteen. Before that game, Cashman went ahead and held the team meeting and addressed the team, which he hasn't done actually since twenty sixteen. So that's that that's that's pretty bad. I mean, I, I personally think that kind of looks bad on Boone also. I mean, he's there to be this great communicator and to address the team, keep the team motivated, keep the fire going. And the GM has to go ahead. Who Cashman rarely ever travels with the team. And he traveled with the team for this after the Orioles series. Decided to go ahead and put his foot down and address the team immediately. They did lay an egg two to one. But hopefully it starts to get the ball rolling. Um, and, and then you got Voigt now opening his mouth, which is never good. And I know uh, what he said. So we were, they're dead. They're playing like they're not, you know, in it. You got to keep your mouth shut, dude. That's only going to come back and haunt him. Well, I understand, not, what he, I understand what he's trying to do. I, I mean, it, it was it was after Tuesday night's two to one loss. I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. I actually applaud Voigt immensely for that. Someone finally went ahead, took a leadership role, you know, and said, "Hey, listen, this is what it is." He's only pretty much saying what everyone's oh, on. Everyone, I don't. Mind. I don't mean as far as the players go. I mean as far as Boone, Cashman. You know, they're not going to like that shit. You know, that's just the way they are. But yeah, as far I, as the players go, no, I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you 100. You got to get these guys motivated. No, someone's got to step up. Someone's got to say, listen, let's let's own it. Let's own the mistake. Go ahead. Throw it down there. And what is this, Roma? Black offense is being affected. There's a lot. It's a lot. It's a good one, Moise. Thank you. Welcome to the yeah. show. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty – I have no problem with it. And and I know DJ LeMahieu said something to go ahead – and a, and a little bit on a, a lesser point, but Luke Voigt pretty much laid it all out there. You know, he's been one of their best players. He wasn't saying it wasn't on it. You know, he didn't do it either. But and he, he's been carrying the team for the most part. He's been having a great season. I know he's cooled off a little bit. He's had his foot stuff to deal with, but um, he's getting a night off tonight also. But no, I love the fact that Boone stepped up, said something. I mean, sorry, Boone. Voigt went ahead and, and said something about it, addressed the team. You know, and and rolled with it, and maybe maybe it paid off, maybe it didn't, because they ended up winning the next night seven to two. Um, finally, snapping that five game losing streak, Devery Garcia gets his win, first win of his career, going seven innings, five hits, two runs, six Ks, and no walks. Uh, with that line, he became the first pitcher in Yankees history to have two games of six plus strikeouts and no walks within his first three career MLB games uh, in history. Uh, he also had he he only had three such games in 65 career uh, minor league games, so that's pretty interesting that he's stepping it up. Uh, Yanks were three for eight with runners in scoring position last night, and prior to that, they were two for 32 in their <laughs> during that five game losing streak. That's a pretty big thing to point at. How why you're why you have a five game losing streak? Two for 32 is pretty abysmal. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Voigt's words went ahead and fired the team up a little bit more. We'll see. They have to build on that. It's nice to snap the streak, but if you do go out tonight and you lay an egg against the Orioles and drop three out of four to the Orioles, then you know as, as much as last night was a feel-good win, it, me it pretty much means nothing. Uh, and real quick, though, let let's go back a minute because like I said we haven't been on since the uh, trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, were you surprised the Yankees didn't make any moves? One, uh, and I know you were talking about Frazier. Everybody was talking about Frazier, but you can't trade him with Judge and Stanton not yeah. being able to play. So I personally am glad he's still here. But were you surprised he didn't make a move for Clevenger or a pitcher or anybody for that matter? 
Um, I, I kind of agree with some of the statements that Cashman made. Uh, he pretty much said, like, listen, we have a bunch of guys injured at the time. At that point in time, it was a ton of injuries. And guys are also underperforming. I mean, they have the talent. It's not like the Yankees do not have the talent to turn this thing around. If they don't get any of these guys back from injury, they're not going anywhere anyway. If they don't get Judge back, they don't get Stanton back. If Glaber doesn't continue to pick it up, you know, if Sanchez doesn't completely wake up at, at some point and, and do something, guys like that, they have to get it going. So I wanted Mike Clevenger. That was the guy who I really was like, all right, this guy can make a difference. I know during that day there was rumors about Sterling Marte and, uh, and, and Bradley. I mean, Bradley would have been a nice replacement for Tommy Canley for this season. Sterling Marte. Marte made no sense to me. Well, I think, well, to say the truth, the fact that they were looking at him kind of was concerning because it's like, all right, are you nervous yeah. about Judge coming back? Yeah, um, exactly. You know, we'll, we'll get to the, some of the guys underperforming on the team too, but, uh, you know, Gardner's not doing anything at all. He's been really, really bad this year. You start That's to wonder if, if, yeah, if this is it for him. Uh, Talkman has not done anywhere near what he did last year. So, um, I, I don't know. I wasn't totally shocked, but then when I saw the haul that the Indians got back from Mike Clevenger, I don't blame the Yankees for, for not going after him. I and mean, they got a ridiculous haul for him. And I know there was reports out there that they wanted Frazier and Garcia and, or they wanted like, it was, they were, that's what I'm saying. But so they have to pay like the Yankee luxury tax on trades that teams always go come out with this crap at this time of year. And he's not giving into it, and I, I don't, I don't blame him. I kind of, I agree, fully agree with the sentiment. If this team doesn't get healthy, they're not winning anyway. It doesn't. There was nobody out there who was available. Yes, he went to the Marlins and was got to see twenty nine runs put up, and probably most <laughs> of those balls flying over his head. So, yeah, congratulations. And Tommy, uh, you're talking about the uh, runners on position, Sanchez type ineptitude with runners on. Yeah, man, it, it's just. You can't you can't point the finger at one dude, but you just need to put glasses on the whole we'll find time. Out. Yeah, it's it's, it's so, wild thing, Rick Vaughn style. But so interesting thing though is that in the last couple of years though he's randomly kind of gone to these glasses. No one knows if they're prescription or not, or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know that. But this is not the first time he's done it. And you're right. If it is Rick Vaughn style, and all of a sudden he wears the glasses tonight and gets another gets three hits, four hits, rock with it. Rock with the glasses forever, then man. Because that's uh, apparently something's going on. Yeah, I'm not. I don't even know if he wears contacts or something like that. So I'm not really. I'm not really sure. But I know it's definitely yeah. not the first time he's done it. Yeah, just stick with the goggles then. Uh, yes. There weren't a really made. That Clevenger was the major move at the yeah. at the at the deadline. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised at that too, or just because you know 2020? No, no. I think it, I've been saying it since we've been doing these shows. I didn't expect the trade line. The trade deadline was pretty busy, more than I expected. I did not expect a lot of big names to get moving because, again, our team's going to want to really add payroll when they're all getting hit financially for this season. You don't know what the next season's going to hold, too, financially. So not many teams would be looking to add payroll, man, and uh, kudos to the Padres for looking to do it. He's also not making a ton of money yet either. So it's not like they're adding a bunch. I think it was more about the haul that they were, it was going to cost to get him. And they gave up a lot. They really, really gave up a lot, man. So, and, and the Padres are desperate for pitching. They have an incredible offense, but pitching's not there. And, and as far as the Yankees go with their pitching, listen, Cole, you just signed Cole. Cole's got to be Cole. That's the bottom line with him. I 
definitely see the Yankees re-signing Tanaka. I would be totally shocked if he if he's not brought back. And there's not many guys I would take over him in a big game. When there's a big game and you need it, Tanaka's Tanaka. I also think that the Yankees not going nuts for Clevenger, whoever, shows what they think of Debbie Garcia and Clark Schmidt. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a boost of confidence and what they see in them. Uh, I know Paxton's a free agent. He's obviously hurt right now, too. So, you know, we'll see what happens with him. And I also believe in Jordan Montgomery. So I think he'll be better. I know he's been very up and down this year, but I think over the long term he'll be fine. Um, and Jay Happ is a guy who there's no option getting picked up with him. That's just crazy. Nice. What, 38 years old? Will he be 38 years old? Yeah, I mean, he was also brought into. You got to remember too, retroactively when they when they signed him, they did need a guy. I didn't love the hat re-signing, but I understood it at two years. But and he he's been pitching better those though. So if he can keep on, just keep them in the game, man. Just keep them in the game. That that wasn't his fault the other night. You know, losing two to one. He pitched. If if you get hat giving you six innings or seven innings of three runs or less, then you take that every single time. That's on the offense. Then. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, that's about it with that. I was, I was, I was happy though. You know what I mean? I'm a Clint Frazier guy. Yeah. I knew once, I knew once Judge went back on the on, on the injured, I was like, "There's no way they're going to trade him now." No, but the no. Mar- the Marte thing threw me for a loop. Like we have enough outfielders, and then again, well, like you said, Gardner. As much as I hate to admit it, Gardner got to go. Well, that's what I, I think. think we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get into that right now. Exactly. That's a, that is a perfect segue to, and I wore the shirt on purpose from Rotoware for Next Man Up. I do love the shirt. But listen, next man up was great in 2019. It, it saved the season. They didn't miss a beat. And it was uh, guys like Mike Talkman, who was hitting 238 this year, were fantastic. Tyro Strada's hitting 200. Tyler Wade's hitting 161. And Mike Ford's hitting 139. These were all part of what I call the next man up group. They're not doing anything this year. You know, I, I think they're, they were a very nice story last year. I'm not saying that all their careers are done, that, you know, just basically give up on all of them. But they got to be better than this, man. And look at the regulars. Brett Gardner hitting 165, 293. What? Wrong one. They hit the wrong one. <laughs> really, really threw yeah. for a curveball there. 293 <laughs> on base percentage. Aaron Hicks, 209. He's just starting center fielder. Gary Sanchez. Listen, you, you, we've already stated on this show, I'm a believer that he can find that 2016, 2017 version. But the dude's hitting 121. With a 230 on base, you know, Glaber Torres, 234. I know he missed some time, and he had a good game last night. The goggles maybe will boost that up, but we need him to be Glaber Torres. We need Gary Sanchez to at least hit over friggin' 200. Yes, Gardner has been better swings lately. I feel like we're bringing the, our, our text thing onto the show now, which is great because <laughs> it is pretty good. Um, yeah, guys like that, the regulars, they got to get with it, man. And Brett Gardner tying into the Clint Frazier thing that we were saying. If this is who Brett Gardner is now, then, yeah, listen, I'm sorry, but that's it. Then next year I go with Talkman and Frazier on the roster. Those are your guys. Let them battle out left field. Loser of that starting position is your fourth outfielder then. That's that's it. Fra- yeah, the whole tune has changed now with, with Clint Frazier. He's a guy who might be a Yankee now going forward, you know, living up to it. And, listen, would you hear with, with Clint Frazier – the, the whole immature things that he had last season on and off too, and, and weird things that you heard and saw, it looks like he's cleaned it up. He's having great at-bats constantly, you know, Boone throwing him up there, batting clean up a lot, and he's earned it, man. He's hitting for a good average. He's hitting for power. He's getting – Defense you know, has gotten better. With, his defense is night and day, night and day. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the tools. Yep. He's got speed. He's got a cannon for an arm. It's not like he can't do it. And but it shows you was probably mental. And he probably and he really, really worked hard on it, man. Yeah, Good. Brett Gardner, who who for most of his career, right? I used to go ahead and and, and rag on Brett Gardner a lot for I uh, Brett Gardner is always a guy who's like a career two sixty hitter who I feel could have been so much more. Hits line to line, you know, line drive hitter with speed and everything like that. You would think he'd be better than two sixty. And then he's kind of adopted the 260 and has been pulling more next year. I mean, next year. I go ahead and read Tommy's thing. He's been pulling more for more power now. He's taking more aggressive swings and hitters counts, and that's why he's been going ahead and hitting more home runs. But now it's just like everything is pull. He doesn't even think about going the other way now and or up the middle, which is which is crazy. That's definitely not his game. It doesn't have to be an either or. It doesn't have to be pull every single pitch and, and try to hit for power or – you're a line drive guy. You can be both. It, it, it is possible. But at 36, th- this could be it. I mean, and yeah, no, I agree. Unfortunately, yeah, that's it. Unfortunately, it's it. <laughs> his defense, his defense is still good though. I, I'm listen. He hasn't lot. He could play center. He could play left. Just fine. I'll I'll, I'll trust him with against most. But it, it really really could be it, man. Yeah, Sanchez does need to change his approach and go more. Uh, go the other way like he did back in at least 2016, 2017. That's what I would say. When they benched him, they, they benched him on Sunday and Monday night to try to go ahead and work on stuff like that. So we'll see if that pays off because that's where I think he's at his strength is when he's going to right center field, driving the ball the other way, not trying to go with this ridiculous, like yank every pitch to left field and, and try to just hit, you know, hit everything out. It's, it's rough. But as a team, though, this year, uh, going into tonight's game, the Yanks are hitting 234. As a team batting average under 329 on base, even in this analytic-driven era where suddenly batting average doesn't matter and it's all about power, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. So they got to pick it up. I'm really hoping that maybe after the Cashman addressing the team and and maybe it's almost like a come-to-Jesus moment here where they're like, listen, we can steal bases. We can force the action and use the speed that we have instead of sitting around and waiting for the three-run homer all the time. Like, it's not always going to happen, and you got to do that, especially when you don't have guys like John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge in the lineup. Like, you need to adjust and adapt to who you have. If they have a team that could easily steal bases, hit the other way, drop down a bunt occasionally, become more of an overall, you know, well-rounded offense, and they that's the personnel they have, and they can do that. Listen, LeMahieu, going ahead, leads the way with that. Gleyber Torres, when he's going well, uses the whole field. Luke Voigt last night. Runner on third, right? And they go ahead and they shifted on him. They gave him second base wide open. Boom, he shoots one right through there. That's all you got to do. And Voight's having a monster season hitting home runs. But guess what? If the run's there, take it. You know? Go ahead. Does, score it, the does, run. Anyone, does anyone bunt anymore? I don't remember the last time I even saw a bunt. I mean, I've seen some te- uh, <laughs> embarrassing bunts. We, we, we talked about it earlier on with the with the uh, extra inning rules. You get a, You go ahead. If you're the home team and it's tied. You get a runner on second base, depending on what time part of the order comes up. Lay it on the bunt. Get the guy over to third. It's fine. Yes, Tommy, we, we, we talk about it. Yanks are prisoners of analytics, but they're not the only ones. That's the thing. I think as a lot of times the, the, fan, the Yankee fan base, we try to go ahead and beat them down for following analytics, but a lot of teams do. It's, it's in all of sports. Tim, in football, it's even creeping its way in. Where you see weird decisions of teams going for two, you know, it's changed the NBA. They're like, hey, two-point shots are, you know, 
two-point mid-range jumpers aren't worth it. Drive the basket or take a three. You know, like it, it's changed a lot. And maybe teams are thinking that they're too much smarter than they really are. But as far as it goes with baseball, man, you know, going all or nothing, home run or bust, it's it's not going to work, man. Look at look at the Kansas City Royals from uh, you know from a couple of years ago that went ahead and went back to back World Series. They weren't that wasn't their approach. Their approach was send everybody, everyone steals. That's it. Throw us out. Force the action. Force the defense to make errors. You can have both. And I know the the way that the Yankees are designed, it's around bullpen strength and power pitching. You know, power pitching in the bullpen and on the mound, like get strikeouts, hit home runs, and all of that. But you can, you can go ahead and, and and do both, man. It's 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 okay. It's money ball to the extreme. It's even yeah. It's beyond that. Yeah, it is. It is it's like insane. it's like to the extreme because it, yeah. yeah, like you said, it dominates now. Yeah, and I guess to that point where you know it leaks into like what we talk about with the unwritten rules of baseball. You, you start saying stuff like, "Well, you, he's not going to throw a curveball on this count. It's not going. Why not throw whatever you got to throw to get the guy out." Do what you got to do to get the guy out. Do what you got to do to get a hit. I don't care what it is. Steal, bunt, do something. Yeah, you can't. You can't go. Well, you're not supposed to bunt when it's this. That do it. Do what well, you got to do. Yeah, a- analytics have pretty much said, oh, stealing bases, it's not worth it. You're you're giving away outs. Bunts, not worth it. You're giving away outs. No, that, that's not the way the game is played. It has to be played all the time. We're not telling you to have you know tonight, Clint Frazier going and dropping down bunts out of nowhere. You know, yes, exactly. The, I think the, the the correct belief is you can't, you shouldn't ignore numbers. No one's saying to ignore data, advanced data. It is great that all teams are doing that and using all the advanced information that they have, but it can't dictate every single decision that you make. You know, for that, me or you can be managers of MLB teams right now and just hand me hand me the binder, hand me what the spreadsheet says that day, and that's it, and we can do it. You know, yeah. Boone's a, Aaron Boone's a lifelong baseball guy. <laughs> He's growing up in a baseball fan. His father played. His brother played. He knows this. You know, he, he's well aware of this, but it's an organizational philosophy that I think they just need to – you can broaden it up. So we'll, we'll see tonight. We'll see tonight. We'll see over the weekend. If they start – they keep sending guys. They keep running. You know, allow pitchers to pitch later in the game. You don't have to take them out of 100 pitches immediately. It's not the alarm goes off in the dugout or in the, like the – there's a buzzer that – zaps the manager that that's it must take out pitcher must take out pitcher no if the guy's cruising let him roll man that's it no well, that's what people might think they're looking at the money too now like i'm not going to throw this guy's arm out this blah 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 so 100 pitches 100 pitches 100 pitches but like you said man you got to do what you got to do especially well, but, now in the street but, that we're in yeah let them pitch let them hit let them do what they got to do yeah but the like, hundred, if, you, if, you, if you don't expect clint frazier to bunt let him bunt maybe he, he can bunt yeah, if he can. If, if, That's if also can. part of the question. If he oh, can. of course. If Which he is can. ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, this guy's definitely not going to bunt. Let him bunt. It'll throw everybody off. Like, holy shit, this is not going to be a regular game. This is going to yeah. be a crazy game. Oh, my God, they're stealing again? Uh-oh. You got to shift your whole dynamic now with the, with, the, with, the, you know, with the field. That's one thing I don't like. You said it's analytics, analytics, everything. It's kind of like robotic. It's like, it's, like it it's becoming robotic baseball, and, and it's not good. But Yeah, it, it, it definitely is, but yeah. You got to, it's, it's true. You have to read the situation, man. Like the game wasn't played for this many years when they didn't have the analytics. They didn't have all the data and they, they somehow got through it. I don't know how that was. And guys like Nolan Ryan and, you know, rest in peace with Tom Seaver and all these other guys, they went ahead and threw, listen, 
Al Leiter used to average like throwing 160 pitches an outing. David Cohn, same thing. Their arms didn't fall off. It's okay. They can go out there. You do notice, though, since they started babying pitchers to this extreme, guys have been getting hurt more, more arm injuries. So you ha at some point, you kind of kind of look at it and be like, is this really the right thing to do? You know? and, it comes, and, of course, then you, you can bring it back around to the money. Well, we just paid this guy a 10-year, yeah. $100 million contract. He's not allowed to throw this many pitches this year, which drives me crazy. When I hear a pitcher's on a pitch count for a year, that makes me insane. It's like, what are you talking about? If he's the best pitcher in the game, let him pitch. Can't put him yeah. on a pitch count. Well, I, I mean, I, I personally think the only – the I agree with the pitch counts when a guy is coming up from the minors. Like, if he's only – or hurt oh. or something along those no, lines. No, no, no. Yeah, if a guy's coming off an injury, I'm sorry. I, I Sometimes I get thrown off by the thing the screen thing on the screen, and then all of a sudden I lose the thought. <laughs> um, no, if, if a guy like a Debbie Garcia, if this was a regular season, he would be on the pitch count because he's never thrown. You can't have a guy throw like 100 innings, and then suddenly he throws 200 innings the next year. You do have to build him up. Thankfully for us, he's you know that's thrown out the window with only 60 games this year. So this kid's going to be ready to rock and roll like you know for as long as we're, we're still going. And, you know, he, he's looked really good, man. He's looked extremely impressive. But you got to read the situation. You got to let guys go. Trust the starters. They're starters for a reason. You know, and I know relievers are being groomed for these roles from, like, since day one. It's like you're going to be the guy to max out for an inning or two. But, you know, also trust the guy that's there. If he's rolling and he's got to feel for it, let him keep going. I agree, though. When you get to the eighth and ninth inning, that's why Chapman is there. That's why Zach Britton is there. Their literally only purpose on the team is to pitch the eighth and ninth inning. When you get to the elite of like back part of your bullpen, let them go. But the middle part, you know, maybe Chad Green's getting a little overexposed. Adam Adovino, guys like that, they're not your, you know, they're shut down guys, but they're not your back end of the bullpen like what I would call the absolute elite. So, you know. Read the no, situation. That, that's pretty much it. And that's for every team. That's not just the Yankees. I'm not just going ahead and ragging on Boone for this, but yeah. Tommy, you're on point today, Tom. Tommy knows the stuff. Tommy knows the stuff. We give ourselves, we give each other shit constantly, but he, he knows the game, which is why I value talking to him about about baseball, man. Two thirty to two seventy. That, that's not even close to what they want to do now. Yeah, it's like they're prisoners. They're prisoners with the with the, with Billy Bean and his, his his analytics and his all that other crap. Just because Boston won with that theory doesn't mean it's going to work all the time. But like I said, now they're taking it to the extreme. Like you yeah. said, they, that that when you see ninety eight pitches, you know, oh my god, they start panicking. Oh my god, you know. But the guy, you know, if, if you've got a guy's pitching a shutout, cruising along, let him pitch. Yeah, don't start panicking because he only he's throwing ninety eight pitches. Oh my god, two more, two more. Yeah, that's it. His arm's going to fall off or. Or he's going to give up a home run, so even though, like I said earlier in the year, it seemed like Garrett Cole would hit that mark, and all of a sudden he would the, the wheels would fall off. But it was a coincidence. Um, I definitely think it's a coincidence with that. But. No, it was a coincidence, but it did happen yeah. like three times, which was kind of weird. Yeah, so, but I'm sure Jerry would argue with the hundred pitch. That's oh why no, me and me and him see eye to eye on that. We're eye to eye on that. We've been screaming about that since we first heard it, because the thing was, it was thrown out as an arbitrary number. Even mm -hmm. the guy who wrote who wrote it. Pretty much said it's an arbitrary, nice round number. It's not like you have to do that. I one on one, it's going to fall off. It's just a barometer to, to gauge it by, man. That, that's even really in, it. Even in the game, in the show, 
100 pitches. They, they say it in the day. Oh, he's approaching 100. <gasps> he better, he better get, yeah, yeah, you better get through this 100, you know, because he's already approaching 100. Meanwhile, if I have my guy, I'll, th- I'll, I'll throw him 120, 130 if he's pitching. I think I pissed 130 with Garrett Cole once in that game. Why just because he can still pitch. <laughs> he was still pitching. I was like, I'm just going to keep using him, man. I pitched a shutout. 130 exactly. pitches. Who cares? It's a video game. My phone's yeah. ringing. I don't, I don't care. I'm not answering it. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about tonight's game and this upcoming series, or where do you want to go next? Well, we can go ahead and get through that. Post the lineup. Let's, let's get that on there. We could end it with the with the weekly awards, which weren't really hard to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Leading off, DJ LeMahieu sliding over from second base to third base, just showing off his versatility with Gio on the IL, which happened, you know, after our last show. Larry Vitoros at shortstop sliding up to the two-hole. Uh, Luke Voigt getting the night off. I'm going to guess it's probably because he just needs finally a day off with his foot stuff because we don't really know what it is, but he keeps calling it foot stuff. So we're going to call it foot stuff. Foot stuff. Uh, yeah, could be anything. Uh, Aaron Hicks in center field, batting third. Clint Frazier remaining in a cleanup spot in right field. Uh, Miguel Andujar in left field. So fasten your seatbelts. I was not preparing for that one. Uh, and that's because Gary Sanchez is batting sixth in the DH spot. I I, I don't know. I kind of like Andujar, you know, in the DH role. I don't think we have to force feed Gary Sanchez in there, but let's see what happens. Uh, Mike Ford uh, is playing first tonight. Uh, Higgy Kyle Gashioka is catching. Uh, Tyra Estrada rounds out the order uh, at second base, who also hasn't been doing too much. And Cole's on the mound tonight. Big start for Cole, man. This is it. This is the start where you want to follow up, have a lights-out game, give us seven or eight innings, absolutely dominating, cut down on the damn home runs, which he's you know, leading the league in, in most home runs surrendered by any starter. So this is it. This is, And I can't believe we're talking about a – September game against the Orioles being a statement game for the Yankees and Garrett Cole. This is, yes. Tommy, well, we're yeah. gonna, we're, we'll get Tommy on here. We'll get Tommy on here soon enough. Tommy, anytime you want to come on, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's absolutely all right. But like you said, though, you think about it, the season just started. But there's only like 20 games left. The season's almost over already. That's Tim, why I hate 2020. I hate 2020. Tim, it's so, so friggin' weird. Because even as I'm watching these games – I kind of I went ahead and I'm like, I have to readjust the way I'm looking at baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I really am because I'm kind of like even during that stretch, right? As, as annoyed as I was and like I'm just aggravated by each game and it's just like really driving me crazy because I, I admit it, I have found myself where the Yanks are in a rut. I am actually in a bad mood, like in general. Just like I feel bad for Angie. She's probably just, I have a slight attitude going on and stuff like that, but it's true. But I, I'm kind of like, all right, it's a 20 game stretch. It's bad. We'll have time to rebound. It's, it's all good. And I'm like, holy shit! There's only 10, no, 10, 15 games left in the season or something like that. I was actually 17, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. There's, there's, it, it's almost over. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about it like that. But it's true. You got to like readjust. It's like watching it with NFL eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's each true. game is that much more. You know that much more now. That that's how you have to readjust to it. So. It's just scary. It's very scary because even I, even I, it was like one of those things. Yes, last night I was watching the game and all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, oh my god, there's only just like 20 games left. It's like, wow, <laughs> like it's almost done. Because totally you know, they, they, they pop the schedule up there. I'm like, oh well, we could win that game. We could yeah. win. The, oh my god, we have to win these games. This isn't. We could. We have to win the next. What was it? We got the Blue, Orioles and then the Blue Jays. We got the, we got the Orioles and the Blue Jays here, and then the Red Sox come in who have. 
when pretty much dead men walking, but I still don't take it for any credit because don't you no. think that they would love nothing more than to screw up our season? So absolutely, I, I I'm actually more scared of them than I am of the Blues or the Orioles. <laughs> Way more scared of them because, they, like you said, they, they want to screw us. Yeah, so we're we're we'll be scoreboard watching for the rest of the season. Thanks, Tommy. Tommy. Take care. Thanks for watching. Make sure you share the show and you can come on anytime you want. Yeah, so. It's every game's a big game now. That's it for the rest of the stretch. You got to win. Got to win every game. They got the Marlins on the schedule too, who we know aren't going to roll over the last three games of the year. Um, but that's pretty much where we're at with that. Uh, for the Yankees Orioles preview uh, for this weekend, four game set. We already mentioned Cole's going tonight against uh, Aiken for the Orioles. Uh, and we can't really, we keep getting screwed on these previews because we can't really talk too much about it because Friday it's, Friday night, it's Tanaka versus TBD. Saturday is uh, Jordan Montgomery versus TBD. And Sunday's Jay Hat versus TBD. So we can't really look at their starting pitchers, think about like lineups and project things or guess things. We can't. Guess what? Win the game, win the series, win three out of four, sweep them, whatever you got to do. Let's go. Let's start a new stretch. Let's smack them around for another 19 games because we're going to need it. Screw TBD. TBD. I think it's the that you, you should smack them around, like you said, they're the Orioles. No reason for them to be. Contenders at this point, no. Watching the Tigers scores, the <coughs> Orioles scores, it's it's been weird. But listen, get hot, get healthy going into the stretch. Just make the playoffs. I know there was talk earlier also about the MLB bubble, so it really does sound like the postseason is going to be in a bubble. So there's no guess what. And I know they were saying the NL would be in Texas and the AL was going to be in California. That's the early things that I heard about it, and they were working out details. There's not going to be home field advantage, so. Just get in. Just be one of eight. And then if the Yankees are healthy and they're playing some good baseball going into it, I love their chances. Absolutely speak, love their chances. Speaking of which now, Stanton gets healthy, Judge gets healthy. Do you hold them? No, they got to play. You got to get at-bats going into the postseason. You know I'm saying? To, to the I put them right in the bubble and in saran wrap and say, listen, just hit every day. Just hit every day. Off a tee, off a pitcher. I don't care what you got to do. At this point, I don't see Stanton coming back again. Judge, well, I, he'll, he'll, he'll be back. I know the things that they've shown. They're showing that they're doing running drills in the Yankee Stadium and stuff like that, so they're at least doing something. They're not just sitting around not doing anything. That's a good sign, but I think they definitely need that bats before. You can't just throw them in into the playoffs game one and in that wild card round and just expect them to be there. They need to get timing. you got to see real pitching. There's nothing that's going on in the upside-down alternate site that's going to get them ready for real games, except for real games. So they come back, they get their you know 10 games under their belt before the postseason, and that's what all they got, then that's fine. I think it's going to be really hard for them to just be, you know, make their day, you know, their comebacks in the bubble. So they got to get even, the at You know what? Just seeing their names in the lineup might, might screw some pitchers up. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good enough too. Cause now you got to really got to adjust. You can't, you can't just, you know, lob balls in there. Cause like, I'm sorry. Like, they even said it. Everybody's been saying it. Nobody's scared of Gary Sanchez right now. Nobody. Yeah. So, but we need that. We need someone to be scared of. So, if I said Judge and Stanton come back, you just see their names in the lineup that might shake a few pitches. You never know. Yeah. And, and like we said before, the regulars got to get going too. I mean, you can't have, you know, you know, guys like Glaber Torres and Aaron Hicks, you know, even Gardner pick it up. Like, whatever happened before happened before. If you can get hot over these last 17 games, then so be it. That's all that anyone's going to care about. And we have to make a run in the postseason. That's what it's all about. So that, that's how I'm looking at it. All right. Well, now it's going to be a rough part of the show. 
because we're going to give our awards out. <laughs> I don't know who yes. we're going to give the award to. Uh, anybody watching for the first time, we are, we were kind of like a half, kind of like a Star Wars themed show because of the whole Evil Empire. Our award for Offensive Player of the Week is the Force is Strong with this Player of the Week award. Ed, who are you going to give it to? I think we're, again, I think we're giving it to the same person because there's not that many choices. I didn't think that, honestly, I thought it was the only choice was Miguel Andujar. I mean, that's who the Force has to be strong. He was the only one who's had the Force strong with him. Even DJ LeMayu wasn't too great over the last week or so because I kept it to the last week. I was going to do it from the last show, but I'm like, let's just focus on the last week because that would be a lot. So over his last seven games, Miggy has been batting 333 with a 385 on base percentage, eight hits, a homer, and three RBIs. So he's been turning around. His defense has still been kind of shaky out there. We'll see what left field holds for him tonight. But um, I, I he's, he's another guy who's got to be in that lineup day in and day out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you because, like I said, there's really there's no other choice. Maybe Luke Voigt. Maybe, maybe Luke Voigt was hot. But when I when I went ahead and, and tried to put it down to it, the last seven games not so much. He's had some big hits, but um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to agree with you 100. Hopefully, like I said, this is gonna someone has a someone has to break out. So next week's show we'll have you know maybe we could argue. We haven't argued in a while over the player of the week. No, <laughs> I, I want to have an argument who who he thought was better, but right now it's like nope, definitely him. So pretty easy, pretty straightforward. All right, so then we're going to move on to the pitcher, the I have spoken pitcher of the week, which again, this one is very. I don't know about this one. I don't know if we're going to have the same pitch for this one. So I I expanded it to his first three starts of his career. I went with uh, David Garcia, um, in his very short career, he's one and one with a three hundred six ERA. Uh, 0.90 whip, 18 Ks in 17 and, and uh, two thirds innings. That kid, the, the game he his his debut against the Mets was phenomenal. I know it was outside of the seven day window, but I included that. He looked great. And last night, stopping a five game losing streak and doing what an ace does, and just putting your foot down and saying, "Listen, this is it. Like I'm shutting this thing down. I'm going to do my part." We're going into the seventh. He looked great. He's looked great. Four pitch pitcher. He's got his four-seam fastball working, you know, great curveball. He didn't have too much of a great curveball last night, but he introduced that slider and that changeup more. So he's looked good. I'm super excited about Garcia. He's been as advertised. So let's see the kid keep rolling. Oh, I agree with you again. Uh, there's not There hasn't been that many reasons to smile over the last few weeks. Uh, but he hey, he's definitely put a smile on your face because it's, it's the future, man. It's the future. It's what we need. Like yeah. I said, with, with him, with Schmidt, hopefully these two guys are going to be – we'll be giving them awards for many, 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 many years to come. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to agree again on that one because, uh, again, <laughs> there's not much else you could possibly bring up. Because, like I said, one day, one day starters, one day it's the pulpit. Starters, pulpit. We, we don't know what the hell is going on with this team right now. Yeah. So, no, nope, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Um, all right, so we'll see what happens this weekend. Orioles Blue Jays next week. I said, well, we can't really plan a show because we don't know what the schedule is going to be. Uh, but we will be back sometime next week. And you got any parting words before we d- disappear for the week? Listen, Yankees universe, come off the ledge. It's all good. Things are going to work out. Stay positive with it. Find the silver linings with it. Listen, they will turn it around. Guys will get going. We'll get the boys back. It's all going to work out, guys. Just stay with it. Stay with it. Yeah, you got to be patient. Patience is where it's at. Hopefully, we got 
Hopefully we get our guys back. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if you need more baseball, but you're not a fan of the blue and white pinstripes, which, I mean, you should, you're not, you should be watching the show anyway. The guys from the Put It in the Book show will be coming up. I think it's at 6 or 6.30. I'm not sure, but they will be coming up uh, discussing all things Mets. who are in the same boat as us right about now. Not I mean, Buffalo is a better team than you are. The Buffalo Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week to discuss this week's theme. Um, that's it. Ed, it's good seeing you after all this time. Same here. Everybody, thanks for watching. Share the show out. Uh, Just Too Sweet Show. Jada and Kyle, put it in the books. Uh, I always with four-quarter show with Dave. I don't know what he's going to do one this week, but yeah. Look for all those shows on City Sports Talk, YouTube. We're all over the place. Peace out, everybody. Greetings, guys.